0: Test one two test one two do 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 do
1: do 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 test one two
0: nice Brooklyn but still good still good hey all it's Ben and Lou we wanted to start off saying yes we see what's going on in the world right now we're not authorities and we want to say listen be empathetic actions speak louder than words please. Go find some black and non-white voices, like podcasts, listen to them, get some perspectives, and throw some support if you can. This is a historic time, and we could all use a little more of kindness.
1: Agreed. Definitely check that out. We are going to continue providing some levity as best we can, and we're going to start that off with, welcome to General Geekery, specifically,
0: it's a podcast. I'm Lou. I'm Ben,
1: and here's some noise for your ear holes.
0: Oh man, uh, it's been too long. Listen, that's totally on me. I've uh, I think I've been out uh, playing with the kids too much, and I've I've not been spending enough time with the computer. So, um, but I do want to take a moment uh, for everybody out there. I I want to I want to shine a little light pull back the curtain for a second and i uh, just let everybody know uh, that Lou's been doing a tremendous amount of work with the, with the podcast really is just taking over the reins and running whole departments of the podcast studio for broken toys, broken toy studios. And, uh, and listen, listen, man, I personally, I just want to give you a big hand, a, a big hand, uh, uh, for Lou, for all the work you've been doing. You know,
1: and, I, I could, I could use a hand and speaking of hands, Lou, how's your
0: hand feeling?
1: Uh, not too bad. Um, you know, originally I was gonna—I had a content warning up for this. Said I wasn't gonna show my injuries, but they—they're not bad, and it's healed up now. But uh, FYI, anybody here—we're discussing a minor injury. That's not your thing. Maybe the audio podcast is your jam this week, or maybe you just want to skip ahead 15 minutes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you do you. Yeah. So I was—I uh, was working on—I was working on some drawers this week, and. I was eagerly waiting my new table saw that's coming. Uh, I'm very excited. Lots of modern safety features to replace the safety features that have been failing slowly over time on my table saw.
0: But if I can be honest, like who really needs those? I mean, back in the pioneer days, they didn't have, they didn't have safeties on anything. They just, they just cut the stuff and whatever happened happened, right? They just died in industrial accidents. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs,
1: who needs safeties? Obviously like
0: no one needs safeties.
1: So as I was cutting this drawer bottom, it kicked back on me. Oh, it's downstairs. I don't have it. Um, I had it. The whole thing on the saw spun in a circle, then got caught at an angle to a side somehow, like it's flipped or something. And saw spin really fast. So basically... I caught a fastball, and I—I uh, I don't know if any of it's still really visible.
0: Yeah, you can see some of that. Not
1: very. Yeah, um, rubbed right along my index finger, hit me right in the uh, right in the base of the thumb. Mostly bruising. It was all scrapes. Uh, I never made contact with the blade, so that's an important thing to distinguish. Kickback is when the workpiece is thrown at you. Uh, it doesn't involve. Uh, it doesn't necessarily involve contact with the blade. Now contact with the blade, pull out the thing and kickback. If you lose control of the piece and your hands moving towards the blade, you know, your hand could also go into the blade as well as there being a kickback event. That did not happen. Just kick back, threw it at me, hit my hand and then bounced off of my hand and hit me in the, let's say gut.
0: <laughs> the, lo- um, the lower gut.
1: Yes. The lowest of guts. Um, was not fun. Uh, So what happens is when the saw is working, it's basically a variation on a wedge. It does little cuts, and there's different types of blades. We're not going to go into any of that, but essentially- Lou, Lou, tell me about simple machines. Yes. uh, uh, Basically, essentially, this is a simple machine with a little wedge, and the wedge splits apart fibers of wood, little tiny bits at a time. Carves a little bit of wood off. Of course, there's on uh, most common blades. There's anywhere from say, for woodworking, if it if it's a just a broad rip blade, maybe 25. Uh, more fine woodworking blades anywhere from 40 to even 100 teeth per blade. That blade spins 3,500 RPMs, so it's making a lot of little cuts really quickly. Now, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So there's lots of different ways you can cut wood which also depends on what happens with the wedges and how things work. The the type of cut I was doing is called a rip cut. That's where you take a long cut along the grain of the piece of wood, which is kind of weird for plywood, but again, not going to get into the nitty gritty stuff. What you want to do is you want to make a, you want the cuts, you want the cut side to be parallel to the, to the side you're not cutting. So you have a guide that guide has to be parallel to the blade. If it's not, that can put pressure on the wood, or um, take away pressure from the wood. That's critical to keeping that even cut. Uh, in the extreme cases, it can cause things to bind either against the blade or against the rest of the workpiece, and that's where kickback comes in. So ripping is a pretty dangerous operation. Now, generally, um, you can have a splitter, which uh, my my table saw did have, uh, but that's really at the back of the table saw. At the back of the table saw. Uh, It's been replaced by a riving knife, which is just a splitter that's right next to the blade. Much better because you catch the wood earlier and keep it from binding. Uh, You also want a square fence. You want the fence to be parallel to the blade because you want the cut to be parallel. My fence has been out of whack for a while. I always have to double check it. Uh, And then I always find after a few cuts when I check it again, it's wiggled out a little bit. Uh, You also have anti-kickback Now These are little latches that drop down, uh, spring loaded. So as long as the wood's going forward, it's like a ratchet. Wood goes forward, anti-kickback, Paws let it go. Wood kicks back, the paws latch down, and they take away some of the momentum if they don't stop it completely. Those broke a long time ago.
0: Um, can I interrupt for just one yeah. second? Uh, two things. One, um, for all of those that were listening, and uh, for Gen Geek Bingo, had Lugo's on diatribe in first 10 minutes. You can go ahead and cover that one up. If it's a subject we've never talked about before, cover that one up. And thirdly, if it shows that Lou knows way more than any human being possibly should that's not professionally paid to do this sort of work, you can go ahead and cover that up. And I think you've won in the first 10 minutes. So, you know what? Congratulations. You're already out of Monopoly. Just go ahead and, you know, grab yourself a a cold beverage and sit on the couch and enjoy your victory.
1: Don't forget free space. Segment takes five more minutes than originally planned. Um...
0: (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, I was interrupting. Yeah. Sorry, so so your your picket fences were off. Go ahead.
1: Yep, exactly. Um, exactly, Tom Sawyer. So the blades, uh, in a, different saws have different types of blades too. we talked about that. We're not going to get into much of the details, but in the table saw, they have what's called positive hook. It's like a little curve in. So as it grabs the wood, it helps feed it slowly. Um, that's supposed to push it through so that you don't get into a situation where you're sticking your hands too close to the blade and it doesn't kick it back at you just out of normal operation. However, if it's feeding it in, it's going to also tend to put itself in a position where it could kick back on the other side. Um so this is generally not a very dramatic uh a very dramatic characteristic of the blade. But table saw blades are designed for this. Um yep, my workpiece bound with the fence wasn't square to the blade. It bound to the back of the blade and the back of the blade um as I was explaining to Ben one time, uh, if you feed the workpiece in this way, the blade cuts this way. So it cuts down into the table, which means it has to come up in the back. So when you bind on the back of the blade, if the blade can't cut it, if it gets wedged, the blade's going to throw it up. And that's how it started spinning and then ended up getting thrown at me. How fast was it thrown at me?
0: Well, see, that was what I was thinking is I mean, obviously we don't have time to do the math right now, but I was sitting here in my mind trying to think like you've got this blade, it's spinning at a certain speed, and then it's bouncing this thing up and then it's throwing you at you at a certain speed and mass acceleration, force, uh oh, but density. Ben. Like I like obviously no one knows the answer, but I am curious. I I would wonder how much force you actually took in that.
1: Oh, but Ben <laughs> You forgot. Oh, no. He's
0: got that gleam in his eye that
1: I subscribe to Wolfram Alpha. <laughs> Oh, the
0: same one for the Grand
1: Canyon. That's right. Um, <laughs> on average, uh, I'll say I'll save you all the big math, but on average, uh, at at the all the table saws operate in a general range. Depends on the cutting tool too. Some cutting tools operate faster, slower. Table saws shoot to get um, a linear velocity along the blade. Like if you were to look at tangent along the blade, if that tooth was just to come off and fly straight. Somewhere between 130 to 170 feet per second. They run it roughly around 3,500 RPM, uh, 40 to 100 teeth per blade. It all depends. But this is roughly equivalent to 88 to 115 miles an hour ish. So it's at least putting you back in time. Dan it, Dan it, Dan it. So if it were capable of throwing a DeLorean, which I don't think it is.
0: Um, well, if a DeLorean weighed... You know what? Never mind. I'm not going to go into that. If it weighed light <laughs> enough that the blade would then be able to throw it thusly only the weight of the blade, so it would basically be a, a blade-weighted DeLorean, but you know what? Who needs that?
1: My workpiece was about six pounds, a lot less than a DeLorean, but at the worst case, which is not what happened here, is I got hit by a 115-mile-per-hour six-pound flying object, kind of like someone whaling away with a small sledgehammer with a long handle.
0: Jeez.
1: Now, obviously, I didn't get hit that hard because nothing's broken, but um, that was rough.
0: Well, at least you were using safeties. Listen, I don't... I I, I, I tried. I don't want to to one-up your story, because I can't, because you, <laughs> you got hit harder. That was pretty but, dumb, yeah. But uh, but I will admit that I am the dumbest person in the room. Well, when I'm smart enough to know that I'm the dumbest person in the room, at least I can recognize that much. Um, it's kind of like knowing how smart you are is just knowing how little you know. Um, right. I just like to know that I'm the dumbest person in the room, and I'm just happy to know that I'm smart enough to know that I'm the dumbest person in the room. That said, uh, I'm definitely the dumbest person in this room, because I also had an injury. I'm not one upping you. Do tell. Uh, I'm one upping how dumb I am. Is I just went on a bike ride.
1: Yes, and yes, and. Uh
0: I just went on a bike ride. That is pretty I was, dumb. I, I was I was I was riding on my mountain bike with the biggest, fattest, most stablest tires that you could possibly that's right, stablest. Most stablest tires you could ride. And I was uh, riding More uh, stabilist, Ben. And, and I was riding with my my four year old who had just turned five. Literally a birthday bike ride. Ooh. And we were, and were you we trying were,
1: to stop him from falling? <laughs>
0: no. I've no that, no, that happened at the beach last year. He almost just rode himself into the road and I jumped on oh. my I have jumped off my bike and dragged him off of his and then just racked myself on my own bike and just cried for about 15 minutes.
1: No. Everyone uh, with kid knows that story or yeah, similar every, version. We've
0: all have some version of like the dad save where you're like, Oh, yeah. he was right in the lion's mouth and i Yoink. pulled him out. Yeah. Um. No, this one absolutely unprecedented. No reason for this to happen is we're on a bike ride in the neighborhood totally nobody on the roads and there's a line of trees right next to the road so it's like a line of firs, and there's like a little like it's not really a trail but you know to a kid like everything is a trail and so right behind it he was like let's take the secret trail behind the trees i was like sure let's do it so we go and take that secret trail and there's roots and there's trees and there's squirrels there's (laughs) stuff all over the place and and any number of opportunities for us to fall and hurt ourselves We traverse this entire, you know, field of landmines of of, of, of veritable landmines and we made it through the whole thing. And then we pop out of the trees and there's like a family walking and we come out. We're like, we just found a secret trail. And they're like, oh, we saw some bunnies back there on the trail earlier. And we're like, oh, that's so nice. And then we go down the completely open road. With no one around. And my son starts like doing little S-turns. And I was like, I could do that. And I do some S-turns. And then I'm like, hey, watch this wheelie. And I go to pop a front wheelie. And I throw my dumb ass right off the front of the bike. I go straight over the handlebars. And instead of remembering how to fall, like someone who has fallen on a mountain bike a ton of times. Right. Instead of just rolling and taking it like you're supposed to and let the bigger part of your body take the, the brunt of it. Nah, man. I put my hands straight down on the ground. And oh. I, and again, this is for the view, YouTube viewers, but I, I think that's infected. Uh, Dude, you got to clean that up. <laughs> I just went straight down on my hand. I've got some bruise that, bruises that just showed up like a day later where I'm like, um, I don't remember that being hit, but I'm sure the other people saw it. I didn't even turn around and look at them. I just picked up my bike and jumped on. I don't even think my five-year-old knew that it had happened. Like I got back on my bike and I was like, that was a fun ride, right? And he was like, you want to keep playing? I was like, nope. Nope, I got to go throw some, I got (laughs) to throw some disinfectant on this.
1: Ben, getting old sucks. (laughs) I'm telling
0: you, man, it was really, I mean, my hand hurts, don't get me wrong, but it's really my pride.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And with our prides damaged, broken, but still good.
0: Yeah, still good.
1: Let's see how our, uh, how our guesses worked on the Grand Landfill oh man,
0: I'm really starting to like this segment where we, uh, for those that are this just is a lot up more for the, fun than
1: I expected the, it to be. Yeah,
0: it really is. A re- look at these recurring segments. Uh, for those that are just showing up, uh, Lou used any excuse he could, including this podcast to get a subscription to Wolfram Alpha so that, uh, you can plug in seemingly, um, asinine, sometimes arcane and oftentimes, um, uh, um, useless uh, <laughs> yeah parameters to find out what does what with what
1: to be uh, clear it, this is like a professional engineering tool um it's used for all kinds of advanced mathematics i just use it for stupid shit because they load a bunch of random things in their database right this I'm is not what it's to, supposed to be for i'm, I'm, I'm glad, abusing
0: this i'm glad that you have to qualify to be fair other smart people use this for real reasons right we we use it Just entertain you.
1: People probably build bridges and cure cancer with this. Not what I'm doing.
0: Nope. We're like, how many Titanics fit into the Grand Canyon? And essentially, that's what we're doing now, is we're finding how many of a thing fits in the Grand Canyon. And we all get to guess together and figure out what it is. So if I remember correctly, we started off with the SMS Titanic. RMS. Is that... RMS. Thank you. SMS. It's not a messaging system. (laughs) We, we, we didn't text the Titanic. Although that's a lot of text messages. What is that? Like it was, it was, it
1: was, (laughs) it was the longest, it was the longest text message ever to (laughs) sail at the time.
0: Again, I love being the dumbest person in the room.
1: Um, is
0: we, we, we figured out how many, well, Wolfram Alpha told us how many, uh, RMS Titanic's would fit into the Grand Canyon. If I remember correctly, it was around 36 million. Is that is that correct? It was a lot. Okay. Sounds right. It was a lot. So then our next one that we threw out there uh, as we pontificated about the Grand Canyon was mid-sized family sedans, your standard mid-sized family sedans. And then me, with doing absolutely no math off the top of my head, obviously took 32 million Titanics and then thought, hmm, about 150 million mid-sized sedans would fit? Because obviously I think that the Titanic is the size of about four mid-sized sedans.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically an order of magnitude jump. That's that's pretty big. Um, I thought that was a five, bit of an underestimate. Five
0: mid-sized sedans. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> five mid-sized sedans. I I'm th- still doing <laughs> bad math in my head.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was a bit of an understatement, uh, an underestimate. Um, but instead of doing 151 million to win, you know, by... Closest without going over, I went for gusto. I said, We're four orders of magnitude off. There's a hundred billion four-door sedans that would fit in the Grand Canyon if you could fit 35 million Titanics.
0: And that is important. We do go by price of price's right rules. So So
1: I could still lose this.
0: So I essentially was all I was really doing is taking away the one dollar bet from anybody else that was out there thinking. Oh, well, I'm just going to pick a dollar. No, you're not. Because I'm the person that somebody throws like a new car out there. And they're like, how much is this car? And I'm like, $400. And they're like, you're so far off, but we still can't $1 you. (laughs) So I
1: went to Wolfram Alpha. And the important thing we're looking for here is volume. I need to know volume. Because volume is going to tell you what fits in here. And volume is going to be an average estimate for Wolfram Alpha. Um, This doesn't take into effect, you know, compacting or... If you stack things properly, uh, we're assuming, uh, everything's, you know, perfect rectangle, perfect cubes and just stacks perfectly. And the grand Canyon is cubic and everything's perfect. So, right. uh, you know, again, keep that in mind. So I put in four door sedan, hoping we could get volume for it. Cause if you put in an object, it's going to tell you what it knows about it. It assumed four doors an automobile body style. So nice. Like it, it got wow. it. Yeah. It's
0: really in there. Okay. I really thought the first thing you were going to say is it just came back and was like, you're dumb.
1: Well, it suggested we wanted a four-door car. So partial credit. Okay. Um, Four-door car, it didn't have anything helpful. So I said, screw it. You know what? This is my segment. We're going to do a BMW 7 Series.
0: Okay. Had all kinds Uh, of... Well, you know what? That is, to be fair, it is a larger sedan. It's it not the largest of sedans. It's not like the 1970s, like LTDs or or the long Cadillacs, like the oh, 59 man. Cadillacs yeah. or anything like that. It, it, uh, it is much smaller than those. So, honestly, the difference between a 5 Series and a 7 Series, which is kind of their midsize and then their upper class, not uh, honestly not a big difference. When you're talking about the scale of the Grand Canyon really not a big difference that's the difference between like you're like six three and i'm like six foot and it's like okay well we're gonna go with a loo measurement like it's it's not a huge difference
1: yeah and i figure if it was bigger fewer of them would fit in so it was actually you know kind of a a generous estimate um for me to not kind of favor myself um and we had a lot of information we even had a measure of volume uh engine displacement uh we didn't have the volume though okay what we did get was overall dimensions Okay. So, let's assume all these horses are spherical or these cars are rectangular prisms, okay? Pi r squared? Exact. Pi r cubed.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, you're right, 3 dimensions. Pi r delicious. <laughs> um
1: <laughs>
0: Dumbass. There you go. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm sorry, I walked into the, like I I, know, I I I just had like some jokes literally every everybody else is going, you know he's going to say it, right?
1: Uh I, I don't know that I don't know that smartest smartest person in this room is really a, an honor, like the blind can still lead the blind, right? <laughs> uh, huh?
0: Oh, blind. Right. Um, go go ahead.
1: So okay, so uh, we're just going to assume rectangular prisms based on the overall dimensions. Um, I had to do it the long way because since it gave individual dimensions, I couldn't chain them together in plain English, which kind of upset me. But all right. So what I got was 524 cubic feet for a single BMW 7 series. That's okay. What What that comes to is 280 billion, 280 billion. I was still low by a factor of three.
0: Sorry for being quiet for a second. I'm sulking in my stupidity.
1: I mean, come on, man! I, was ten, I ten, was ten sedans to a Titanic. Like I didn't want to say anything at the time, but I'm just I I just I
0: I don't I have no words, no words at what I was thinking. I said 150 million. It was two hundred ba. 280000000000
1: 280
0: Bill, I don't even care about the eighty. Fuck <laughs> like the eighty. I don't care. I was still Jeez. off by I was still off
1: by three times. So. Good for you. Good for you. But you know, Ben, <laughs> you know, Wolfram Alpha has a lot of, I, I don't
0: think I want to play this game anymore. I was playing Mario Kart earlier with the kids and like, I fell off a thing I shouldn't have fallen off of. And my like nine year old just ran away with the race. Right. And I just had that moment where I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. I, I don't want to play with him. I don't want to play with you. I don't want to play with anybody. Go ahead. So,
1: um, I mean, I, <laughs> There's a lot of data about the BMW seven series and Wolfram Alpha. Like a lot. <laughs> so I decided I wanted to do something different. Okay, go ahead. Brand new Wolfram Alpha has their list prices, their MSRP, um, which I believe was for the 2020 model year. Um okay. between eighty six four fifty to one fifty seven seven hundred. So eighty six thousand okay. to one hundred fifty seven thousand, almost one hundred and fifty eight thousand. Right. right. Okay. If you filled the Grand Canyon, with 280 billion BMW 7 Series sedans. That's somewhere between 24 to 44 quadrillion US dollars. Quadrillion. Quadrillion. Wolfram Alpha also lists Jeff Bezos' net worth at 180, 180.7 billion. I think that's an older number, but we're going to go yeah. with it because we're only chaining off a of Wolfram Alpha. That means... It would take between two hundred and twenty two two hundred and twenty three thousand to four hundred and six thousand Bezos' worth of BMW seven series <laughs> sedans to fill the Grand Canyon.
0: I I would wonder I, I don't know this. I wonder how it's gonna be a dumb statement. How much money is there in the world?
1: I don't think that's a dumb statement.
0: Like, uh, well, or question, like how much? Yeah. Uh, how, uh, like,
1: it's a dumb question. It's not a dumb are, statement. I don't think it's a are dumb there question. Are there that many quadrillions of money well, I, when you, in the world? I, I, I would think not, but there's a whole bunch of, um, mm. especially not being on a gold standard, money's kind of, like, money's illusory in some aspects. Like if you I, ask I was, what what is the, how rich is the Saudi, you know, royal family? Right. There's no real way of knowing. Right. Um,
0: well, and that's what I was just thinking with it within myself as I was trying to kind of work myself through it, is they're they're not standardized units, so it's like, you know, are we basing everything on the American dollar? Is there that yeah. much in the American dollar? Because, you know, you convert it to, you know, the um the the uh Czech Republic's Krona right. and they're at like thirty eight krona to the dollar, and it's like, well, that doesn't mean that they have thirty eight times more money per dollar. So it changes the scale of things as you convert these. And
1: economists use different random objects like the Big Mac, the Big Mac index to determine how the cost of living somewhere, what does it cost someone? Yeah. What does it cost someone to buy a burger? Oh, I see. Like what, what is your dollar to calorie thing? And how do you, how do you compare that across the world? Well, there's McDonald's almost everywhere and it's, it sounds ridiculous, but it, it becomes a, a very specific measure but at least it's something you can compare everywhere. Like, how much does a family earn a year, or a household earn a year? Cool. How much does it cost to buy a hamburger? Cool. The calories are roughly the same everywhere, so you can kind of get a rough measure of fast food, you know, um, nutrition all over. It, it's it's really weird. Um, when I was in Japan, I priced the Dr. Pepper's at uh, the vending machines to tell if I was in a ritzy neighborhood. Was it, oh. was it, was it 140 yen? Ooh at the time as a high priced neighborhood was it you know 110 yen okay we're kind of off the main drag 90 yen ooh better watch it. Oh, you don't have to watch yourself in japan but 90 yen right. you're in the low rent district
0: um well and and that and that makes a good point because like again to use the uh the the Czech corona as an example is when i tried to figure out like what that was worth cuz when i told people i was like oh it's like 36 corona uh, to the dollar and they're like i don't know what that means and i was like uh a, hot do- a stand outside the place where we were staying us uh, said that a hot dog was like 18 krona and like a beer was like 12 krona. So I was like, you know, so you know, you're getting stuff for less, less than 50 cents nice. on the dollar. Yeah, uh, if you tell someone the, a hot dog's things, 50
1: cents, all of a sudden they know. Right. I have a friend who goes and finds the cheapest beer through Europe. And he goes to oh, drink yeah. at the cheapest places based on conversion rates and it it's fascinating. But uh I guess to say all that to say this. With the money that you're not spending right now doing Pretty much literally anything, as we. Right. Well, as we see what happens with quarantines. When are you ready to go back to Disney? Because they're reopening. They've announced their plans. Uh, yeah. Um, real quick,
0: before we um, before we get past that. Oh, okay. Um, can I go back to the landfill, real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Oh, um, we got to do next do, week. Do Do we have anything for next yes, week? Yes, we do. Um, so, so, so we figured out. Uh, how off base I was on the the, the RMS Titanic and really off base on the SMS Titanic. Um, And then we figured out the midsize sedan based on the BMW seven series. What would be something that hopefully I can get closer to Um,
1: this also ties into into Disney Uh, next week. Okay. Again, ignoring packing, we're just assuming the volumes all fit. Okay. How many spaceship earths will fit in the grand Canyon? Okay. And if you like, um, I will give my guess first.
0: You know what? Uh, I I will,
1: and then you can try to refine on
0: No, you know what? I feel like I kind of need to, re, to to redeem myself. Okay. But you know what? Go go ahead and go with yours, because right. um, you've been you've been closer. You've been the w- the winner. You know, it's kind of like playing golf. You have honors.
1: Gotcha. So I look at the spaceship Earth, and uh, I've never seen the Titanic, but I have seen like the smaller Disney cruise ships, which are a little bit bigger, and I'm gonna say that. Spaceship Earth's a lot wider. It's not as long, but I'm going to say it's, it's roughly the same volume. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm just going to guess 35 million. I'm going to go down to saying 35 million.
0: Your thought process is close is close to mine. I was also thinking that the world's largest de- geodesic sphere would be around the same displacement as a, a, a Titanic. So my dad always said, you know, I, I I used to I I used to be a bowler. Uh, I still do sometimes, but it's just fun to go bowling. And if I was shooting a ten pin and I dropped it in the in the right side gutter three times in a row trying to make a ten pin, right? My dad my dad would say, "Listen, don't do that again. I don't I don't care if you miss it, but the next time you miss it, by God, just miss it left. Like I I don't I don't care if you don't get it. It's hard, but don't keep missing. Don't keep messing up the same way. So you know what? I listened, dad father's Day's coming up. I listened. So you said 35 million. That's where Ben's right? going
1: to get a hundred billion. Yeah. That's what I said. 35 million.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to say 55 million. Nice. 55 million on this. I, I it's, just because the different sizes, I think it's like that experiment that we did in like fourth or fifth grade where you have a bunch of different size of like vials uh-huh. and and it shows like a colored liquid in, in all of them. And you're supposed to, everybody in the class like silently guesses which one they think has the most in it. And then everybody's wrong because based on the, like the skinny one that's really tall and the wide one is really short and like the one that's like conical, like it throws everybody off. So I'm going to say the shapes are actually throwing us off a little bit. I'm going to say that that sphere is not nearly as big as you think it is. And so I think that it's going to be 55 million. That's my thought process. I like it. But you know, who who the hell cares what I think? I I obviously don't know what a midsize sedan looks I like. I care.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you care. Um. So yeah. Uh, thank you for reminding me of that. Cause I almost didn't give that space and we want your thoughts too. So gen geek the number one at gmail.com uh or light us up on twitter gen geek three now only best thing. No. Be- Th- oh. try. try again was it gen geek <laughs> pod
0: i think so yes yeah. yes it is yeah no uh it's the best thing ever three is at twitter best for our three. sister yeah. podcast ah. if you ever want to go if you ever going to want to because go, because they wouldn't let us there, put pod in yeah. But uh, but gengeek1 at gmail.com, and then everywhere else across platform, you can find us at gengeekpod. Yep, Um, gengeek1 at
1: gmail.com. Whatever you do, light us up anywhere. Send us smoke signals. Tell us your guess. How many Spaceship Earths will fit in the Grand Canyon?
0: I didn't mean to mess up your segue because you were riding that segue so fast. Much like the security officers and managers at Disney World. Speaking of Disney World.
1: Yeah, so we know now they've announced and it's been approved. This is old news at this point, and it's probably, uh, FYI, probably going to be wrong by the time this hits air. Even if I get this out in a few days, because it's changing frequently, but as of last, I checked magic kingdom, animal kingdom slated for July 11th Epcot and Hollywood studios, July 15th, but, going to be very different than the universal openings and the legoland openings they have different rules uh, at this point downtown disney is totally open uh, except for one uh-huh. store the oyster jewelry store i can't remember what it's called um really closed they they went out of business forever
0: forever, forever ever for, well i mean all right, hold on, hold on one second. You are gonna have to cut just a second out of this because I'm running out of memory. So I need to make sure we have enough memory. Who knows? And those. then I have something. I, I, my memory thing. I just I, listen. I've, I've been struggling with this so much, and maybe that's a little gin geek segment that I'll get to in just a second if anybody cares. I'm deleting old videos, and I think the one I'm still recording, I'm not deleting. Guess we'll find out. So we'll find. Oh, there I go. Um, so I'm gonna delete those. Please God, hope that's right. Um. Current delete yes, um, the the oyster place at I'm I'm gonna get emotional for a second the oyster place at you were talking about the one at downtown yep. Disney Disney Springs yep. right is is very very important to me really um Pearl yes, Factory very important um yes um I, I I didn't know the name I knew the people I knew what they did because I went there with who is now my wife before she was my wife and before I had asked her to marry me at Disney on one of the first times we ever went there. It might've been the first, but I know it was one of the first times we're talking 20 years ago. We went and, and we walked around and I didn't have the money to hardly even be there. Like it's where you, it's one of those vacations where, you know, and you can't check your bank account on your phone at this time. So it's one of those vacations where like every time I went back to the hotel, I would go to their little work center and like check my account and just be like, okay, do I have the $50 I need in my account to, you know, have us have dinner tonight and have, and, and, and go back, you know, drive back home tomorrow and things like that. Like, uh, like really bare bones stuff. But we went down to to Disney Springs and I wanted to get her something to commemorate the trip. And we went to that little place and it's where they actually let you, like their whole thing is they let you open up the, the, and shuck the shell yourself and you shuck it. You like, you pick it out out of the water, they shuck it. And then whatever, whatever pearl you're guaranteed a pearl, but whatever pearl you, you get, that's yours. That's your pearl. You unearthed it yourself or, or you, you revealed it yourself. And, uh, and then they set it in a little ring and they give it uh, to, to your person that you give it to. And that was one of those first things that I was ever able to commemorate, like going on a trip like this. I, I bought my now wife. Uh, we got the pearl. We got the, the oyster. We set it in the ring and it was one of her more, more cherished things for years and years and years. It was basically like an engagement ring before we had an engagement ring. Uh, and like I said, that place is so meaningful to us. We eventually got engaged there. Um, so it was really the preemption to our engagement. It's what laid the path for what then became our engagement. Sorry to have so much sad wow. stuff going on. No, I, I didn't but realize that, it was there that, that long. like that, like those that are watching the YouTube are like, he's getting teary. Um, that, that breaks my heart that that little business closed down because to me, it was always so sweet that you have all this big business around and then you just have like, you know, this one little shop person standing there next to the water on the little boardwalk there uh, and having little uh, experiences with people like me and my now wife, um, maybe making lifetime memories of, of their little stand. there selling these little pearls and that sort of thing. So I always just thought it was so sweet and so honest and so nice. And that just breaks my heart that that's not there anymore. Yeah.
1: It's um, it announced permanent closure. Um, first that I know of at uh, Disney Springs, but uh, so that's a bummer, man. Right?
0: It is a bummer, and I don't want to lay too much into the stuff that that's happening with that. But I will say this, because we led with it right off the the, the top here, is uh, unfortunately these kind of things are gonna things are changing like that in those places that we have memories of restaurants uh you know little shops people that make arts and crafts things like that a lot of those 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 artisans are not going to be able to continue to do their businesses because so many things are changing so you know i I hate to see that so that really that breaks my heart so i'm I'm glad things are opening back up but damn that one hurts man
1: uh yeah i think we're gonna see more of it because disney a lot of the same rules that we talked about with universal Uh, obviously going to be required masks, things like that, but uh, we're not going to go through all of it. You should check it out yourself because again, this changes, but right now they've been taking reservations for the rest of the year. You could, you could book a room, you could book a trip. If you had a trip booked, uh, you've already know, you've already heard about this. They have made dramatic changes. Not only are they limiting, uh, are they limiting capacity? You need, you need, a, um, you need a reservation to get in. If you had FastPass Pla- Fast Plus booked for your trip, it's gone. FastPass Plus has been suspended. Extra magic hours have been suspended. If you had dining reservations in park, they're gone. Disney dining plan suspended because now you need to make reservations to go to a park. Even if you're staying on property at one of the hotels, you need to make reservations to go into the park. Dining reservations, windows to make them cut down to 60 days. Usually it was further. Um, Now, there's a big question that probably comes out of this is, cool, how do I make my theme park reservation? Because I have this trip booked. That system is still, at this time, not up. There is no way to do it. So... You need to be able to make your reservations for the park first, which requires a valid pass, priorities given to uh, hotels, from what I understand. But you can't yet make any reserva- any reservations for park access, which means you also can't get your any dining reservations if they're even going to be available. Fast um, Pass Plus, if it will even come back, it sounds like it's not going to be a thing for the time being. Like, There will only be standby lines.
0: Well, and what I heard was, and again, this is hearsay, so maybe way off. I don't want to spread misinformation, but we're not the place to go for no. for your Disney. No. Go to professional travel uh, inf- information. To us. Go to professional. Go to Disney Park Princess. Go to other places to listen to uh, your your information on that. But what I read was that because they're changing how they're doing Fast Passes anyway with virtual queues that this may be a chance for them to kind of parlay this into changing the entire fast pass structure of riding these rides and that basically the more in-demand rides, the standby line becomes almost non-existent and that they're thinking about implementing more of the virtual queues, essentially making the entire park like... Hey, I don't like, you can't just go stand in line for a thing. It's almost like getting a movie ticket. Like it, that there is a chance that they would move more towards virtual lines where essentially you're just given a ticket time for like, Hey, I want to go to the park and I want to go to this ride in the morning. Okay. Well, you're going to have to set up that. So it's not that you're going to get less. You would otherwise have to go stand in line for two hours for this thing. And now you can do other stuff for those two hours, right. but you're still only going to get the same number of rides in at the same number of rides. Think about uh, it. But it would just kind of, it would kind of eliminate the traditional culture of standing in line for three hours for a ride moving on to the next one to do the yeah, same think thing.
1: about it instead of standing in line for hours you could go buy more churros or more souvenirs and have them shipped to your home or hotel yeah um, I, I that's why I wanted to focus on that part there's lots of other news so if you have a Disney trip coming up or you're planning it you better either if you have a travel agent talk to them If you don't might be time to find one do your research because this is a constantly evolving topic uh, and half of what we said is probably either was always wrong or is wrong now, but, but
0: to piggyback on what you're saying to expand on it is uh, I was actually planning. Don't tell okay. my kids this, I haven't told them yet is I was planning on trying to make a trip uh, late in the fall, trying to hit up like some food and wines. Nice. Uh, maybe do, maybe do something along those lines, do like a long weekend or something like that with everything that's happened. I had basically taken that completely yeah. off the schedule. Now that they're opening back up, I'm still willing to consider it, but I wouldn't do it without the guiding hand of a professional to help me do that. I luckily have people that I know that work for the company so I can reach out to them and I can reach out to cast members and say, Hey, what do you suggest I do about that? Uh, even better. I have people that I know that do bookings for these sorts of things. Uh, if anybody wants information on that, I'll be glad to point you in the right direction. You can always listen to the Disney park princess, uh, podcast for any of that sort of information. That's where I go for those things. Um, but I would not just go willy nilly. I don't trust myself to just be like, I'm just going to see what I can do about going and getting some, uh, some tickets to Disney. And maybe I can go to the Brown Derby and grab lunch one day. I wouldn't count on any of that. You need, you need the guiding hand of somebody. That knows. Disclosure. More my
1: wife's on that podcast, but, um, I, yeah, yeah. Full disclosure,
0: full disclosure. And she, probably, but even if she wasn't, oh, yeah. I would still listen no, to it's, it. it it's, so it's, it's great. All right.
1: Um, she probably will hate me for recommending that because the last thing that revelations want right now is more work to do, but no, uh, Hey, so if you have any
0: questions just inundate her <laughs> right. with that but, but
1: but seriously they are keeping up on it and uh the Disney park princess podcast I mean it's just it, it's a podcast it's by travel agents but it's it's a great source of information um they're gonna give you the facts that they know uh and they're gonna have pretty accurate facts so definitely would be a good way if you want to do that yourself tool you know cool go for it Ben and I have been doing our own trips for a long time and that's a great way to get up-to-date information but uh you know kind of tie this all together the reason I focused on those elements of it is, uh, ben, saw exactly what I was doing, picked up and ran with it. Um, this is exactly the kind of thing that's going to catalyze massive changes. We see Disney's releasing movies direct to, you know, to direct to Disney Plus. We're seeing them cancel Fast Pass pluses and saying, uh, you know, like you said, this is a great pivot opportunity to determine how the future of the park looks. I mean, I mean, maybe park reservations are going to be like. In the future, when capacity comes back, if it comes back full, maybe half of the capacity is park reservations on busy days. Uh, instead of relying on the soft cap of, you know, we we stop people from coming in unless you're uh, staying in a hotel and then we have another cap. Maybe there's some kind of hybrid reservation system that continues on forever. Uh, maybe like you said, why have people stand in lines? You don't generate revenue in lines. Put them back out in the park, have them buy some churros. Um, I.
0: Well, I mean, I am, the, I am the kind of person that I want everything as structured as possible. Uh, not that I'm, I'm not here for fun. Listen, I've scheduled plenty of time to just have random fun, um, but uh, spontaneous fun at this time. Um, but as far as planning these trips for these parks and wanting to get as much in as possible, I re- personally really like the idea of getting these virtual f- passes and basically treating it like showtimes. So instead of trying to play a guessing game of like, are we going to stand in line for Jungle Cruise for two hours? Or is it only going to be an hour and then we're going to be able to get this other ride before the show that we want to go see or the parade that we want to go see at like 11 o'clock? I like the idea of being able to say, all right, well, we know we have this thing at this time and then this thing at this time and then this show at this time. And we know that we can get all of those things in because we're not trying to play a guessing game of maybe the line is 40 minutes maybe it's not because you know those line time changes because they basically give somebody in the line like a thing that says you got this at this time and then when you get to the front then it's like oh it took 45 minutes for you to get here that's how that's what goes up to the sign and then it's like okay well that's great but that worked for the dude that was 45 minutes back that has almost no precedence on what right. the line is right now. That line could still be forty-five and the longer, minutes, and the, it longer, it goes, minutes. It the longer it could be twenty minutes, it could be three hours. Goes, the
1: worse that metric is. See, I always thought that was a calibration mechanism uh, since they introduced it, like what, fifteen years ago? Excuse me. I thought that was a calibration mechanism because they have turnstiles at the front, even if they're not the old-school turnstiles. They measure people coming in. They have two infrared sensors. They know when someone goes in. They know when someone goes out based on the way it breaks you're going to lose some people who just like skip out under the ropes or a family who rejoins, but that's small right. potatoes. So, you know, who's coming in, you know, how many people are being seated on the ride. Cause there's, you know, the turnstile sensors at the ride, uh, you know, how much or how fast the ride's going. So, you know, how many people are coming into the line, you know, the rate that the line is serving guests onto the attraction. So if people are coming into the line faster than the attraction is serving them, the line wait time is going to increase. If it's slower, it's going to decrease. And you have that pretty much instantaneously. Disney has a massive IT system. They're tracking the magic bands across the park. They can find you in a restaurant to give you your food. It's not like, I mean, I mean they built this up over time. It wasn't that way 15 years ago, but they have this information. You know, that makes, I figured that was always a calibration thing. And they were doing something like this, where they were taking differentials of rate of service versus rate of, you know, line fill. Apparently not. Like, What?
0: Right. Uh, two things. One, basically what you sounded like right then was Saul in Ocean's 11 when uh, when Brad Pitt comes up to him at the at the racetracks and Saul doesn't even look at him while he's like uh, uh, like taking the skin off as a peach. And he's like, I saw you outside the second paddock before or I saw you outside the restrooms on the second paddock before the second race. I saw you before you got up this morning. What do you want? Um, But the other thing I was going to say is you're exactly right, is to take what you're saying about they they have all these sensors to be able to do all this, is literally, I'll use the example of Kroger. The Kroger right here nearest me, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but when you go to leave Uh the Kroger, when you go to check out, there's a big TV above the exit, and it says three different numbers. And someone can correct me if I don't get this exactly right, but one of the numbers is how many registers they have open one of the numbers is how many they suggest having open based on how many people have come into the store and then one of them is the number that of how many registers should be open within the next 5 minutes to handle the number of people that should be nice. leaving the store So, so Kroger even has their own little, it looks, they look like lottery balls. So if you see a big screen, TV screen, it looks like lottery balls in Kroger. I'm the dumb person. I was like, what's up with the lottery balls? And they're like, oh, that's how many people, that's how many registers are open. That's how many we, we, they say we should have open. And then that's how many we're going to need to have open so that people aren't backed up in line so much. So they'll preemptively open lines knowing that they're going to get people leaving. You would think they would have that at Disney, but still they just hand a ticket to somebody and they're like, hey, give this to that guy when you get up there. So,
1: I mean, (laughs) we could talk about data. Oh, I have lots of thoughts on that, but I want to get back to (laughs) Disney parks Uh, and right.
0: Sorry. Sorry
1: for going tangent and how Disney parks handles the delicate subject of male nipples on their costume characters. Now this is from a Twitter thread. Well, uh,
0: yeah. (laughs) Well, real, real quick before you head into this, I, I, I don't know exactly what you're going to talk about. So we're all going to learn about this a little bit. Uh, I'm not privy to that much more information than anybody else, but I will say this that I have a good friend that worked for the company. His name's Andrew. I won't say his last name, but Andrew played, sorry, Andrew was friends Mm -hmm. with Tarzan and um, being friends with Tarzan. um, Andrew showed nipples. Andrew showed more than nipples. Andrew had to get fully body spray tanned to be friends with Tarzan.
1: Yeah. So, um, on the on the run sheet is a link to the twitter ben for you and i will uh, post it up for our listeners as well because uh, we're you're gonna mm-hmm. have to follow the link to this twitter thread it was from uh feels this this was definitely this was a thread that was from like five years ago january 17th 2020 um and we look at it looks at it wasn't we it disney dan uh looks at how the male nipple has been handled through cartoons and in the parks. And it's, oh yeah.
0: Can I give give an ad read of of, of his exact words? Directly from Disney Dan. Do you ever sit up at night and think about how Disney parks handles the delicate subject of male nipples on their costume characters? I do. And here's what I found.
1: You have to check this thread out. One of the things that blows my mind and we're (laughs) like four or five in is Mowgli, right? Um, they, they smooth them out in the park, but in Disney on ice, they have nipples put on the bodysuit, something that doesn't require nipples. They put nipples on the bodysuit.
0: You know, my initial inclination is trying, trying to draw some sort of equivalency to being like, well, I mean... It's cold, and they're skating, so if you're cold, wouldn't you see the nipples more? But you know what? I don't even feel comfortable with any of that. So you know what? Strike that from the record. I don't feel good. I don't feel good about that one okay, fair enough.
1: Um, King Triton is jacked, man. (laughs) Oh, that's
0: the other thing I did not realize. So I I am going through this. I'm going in live, and like I said, you guys go check out Disney Dan's uh, uh, nipple thread. Um, (laughs) Sentence I never thought I'd say. Is... Um, uh, sorry, sentence I never thought I'd say again, um, is, is I never realized. So I saw the live action uh-huh. of King Triton and I was like, that's not accurate. That, that live action of King Triton looks shredded. It's like a suit, but it's where they do like the dark parts for the abs. And I was like, dude does not have an eight pack. And then I go back and I look at the screenshot of King Triton and I was like, dude, King Triton is like the rock. If the rock kept getting bigger and shredded her, <laughs> than he is right now i mean it is that yeah. is insane it's uh no it's 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 mad it's mad um but but to be fair he does have nipples we are seeing oh, yeah. nipples on king oh, dragon yeah
1: they're put on the suit they're put on the bodysuit. uh but gaston does not get any treatment it doesn't look like either in the movie or in the park your know, gaston's shirt is actually pretty chaste in the park
0: I mean, I don't know why I'm not showing this stuff. We're on the go. video, so I can go ahead. And, like, there's a little bit. I'll go ahead and I'll I'll throw the assist on here. But now to Gaston's uh, defense, here is I don't think the the nipples seem to be out of frame a little bit. Like it's, like the what he's wearing what he's wearing kind of couple like a nipple could be outside of that right? Like we saw the chest hair. There he does seem like incredibly barrel chested.
1: Right? I I say possibly. It, it seems like this is a deliberate deliberate choice on Disney's part, but. Uh, maybe it's hidden under all that chest hair.
0: Right, and uh, for those that that are wondering, I'm I'm going back to uh I'm gonna go back to King Triton Ooh, for yeah. just a second, and I'm gonna show you that this is your this is your live action suit. And I was like, there's no way that Triton really looks like that. And then you see um, that. Then you've actually got Triton, and it's hard to it's hard to see a little bit. That dude is jacked, man. He looks like the advertisement for the guys that are like. 80, but they're on like hormone replacements. Because he's like fully white haired, but he looks like one of those guys that's like, I feel as good as I do when I'm 20. And I was like, Yeah, because your T count's like a thousand. So yeah, you anyway. gotta check
1: out this thread. Um it's full of some amazing things. There's a lot of inconsistency. But you know what? I with a with a company as big as Disney, I imagine that there's gonna be a lot of different Uh, lawyers signing off on different uh, standards and practices. And there's probably a lot of people drinking every time we say, how much nipple is enough male nipple? (laughs) When asked that question to Disney.
0: I think the last thing we need to show in there here, and I'm actually going to show it is from Pocahontas. Cause I had never thought about this before. Here's the oddest part. So for those that are watching the YouTube, you can go check us out on YouTube. You've got, uh, you got the dude from Pocahontas. Here's the deal. No nipples. But chest tattoos, right? Like you're gonna show a straight up like Little Kim chest tattoo. Uh, shout out to Little Kim. Um, but you're not gonna show nipples. What? What logic are yeah, we using here? Yeah, that one
1: here? was a little weird. They they get they get uh, there are even more interesting uh, examples than that. But we're gonna send you over to uh, Disney Dan on that. We'll put that link in because you gotta check that out.
0: You guys check uh, that out. All
1: right. Let's see here. How would you like a read-in for a review of the day?
0: <laughs> I would like that. I'm waiting on it to, to load so I can I can read Bu-bu-bu-b-b- my product
1: bum, bum, description. <laughs> at you suck. Why don't you load an Amazon page? I lost the thread there. That's yeah, why I got this. it loaded vibe? yet? Oh, okay. You were just letting me make a an oh, answer. Oh, yeah, I got myself. it. Okay.
0: Oh, so- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I must <laughs> hey, have you know what? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, you were waiting on me. Oh, no. I'm going to let you sing forever.
1: All right. So. All right. Bring me in. Uh, oh, man. Did I have a theme song? No. We just did the. And now it's time for Ben's Amazon review of the day.
0: And for our review of today, this product, directly from their website, is for anyone interested in health and fitness. Do I have your attention? Who wants to create a more muscular, youthful appearance? I'm listening. It's the hands-free workout that anyone can do. It's already helping people of all ages to tone, firm, and strengthen their appearance. By increasing blood flow... To the face. That was not where I thought that was going. That's right. That's right. It's Jar Size. This is a one of a kind piece of equipment that is taking the internet by storm with extraordinary results with just 20 minutes a day made in the USA. You're a patriot, right? From food grade silicone and polyurethane, Jar Size is the new secret weapon to exercise your face what <laughs> so <laughs> again if you're not watching the youtube i'm sorry you got to do this i don't even care if that i'm advertising it for them i'm putting it right. it's a ball it is a ball put put this ball guess, in your like,
1: face and like little silicone like pads for your teeth i guess are you supposed to chew this thing like right so i i went yes
0: yes you're su- supposed to um What's the word? I'm looking for? It starts with an M. It sounds like ah, masticate. There it is. Um, I'm glad one of us is <laughs> smart. Um,
1: is no, I just know is, how to rhyme with. Uh, so dirty the words. idea. Of,
0: okay, good. <laughs> the Word association was good with you. Is here's what this is. Is it? It is a rubber ball um, that you put in your mouth and you chew on it, and so it's supposed to. This, co- this color is elite green. Face. It better be First like off,
1: spearmint flavored. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Well the guy well the guy who used it. The, the oh, so guy here's who the thing. Used I read the whole whole thing and i and i the guy well, the guy who designed it. I'll go ahead and give you the whole backstory on it and then I'll tell you like some of the reviews on it. So the dude that made this like had like a, a tragic accident. Ooh, that's a bummer, and I'm yeah. sorry that it had a tragic tragic accident. But then and of course, you know when you have accidents like that and you're sedentary and you're, you know, eating whatever they're giving you, things like that, scooping ice cream, whatnot, is he had gained a bunch of weight and all that. So he designed this. And in the course of his rehabilitation, increased his fitness, got in better shape, was feeling better, was healthier, um, and designed this product. Now, according to what it describes, is most of that was because he chewed on this thing. Um, it also has the fine print of like also right, okay, with exercise and diet. Uh, you know those other two minor things that have something to do with it. Um, but it's but he claims that it like makes your face like taunt and, okay. and makes you look better. So, I, so, I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, let's give it a fair shot. Let's go to the reviews. Overwhelmingly bad. And here's the thing is people have bought this thing and it has the little piece in there. So, it costs $44 to get the thing. And it has these little pieces that you bite down on, like you make them hard, like hot, and you bite down on them and then they like mold to your teeth. Well, they wear out yeah, in ben, like
1: a few days. You'd- so. Go ahead. Of course they're going to wear out in a few days because you need to step up. There's beginner, intermediate, advanced, and elite.
0: Right. So so the idea is to keep buying them as you progress. But even let's say you get to elite and you're just an elite jaw clincher, um, which due to my stress and anxiety, I am anyway. Um, let's say you're there. You put these little plastic things in there and you get them hot and you, and you bite down on them so they fit your teeth. But your front teeth are not made to have that much stress put on them. Mm. Your back teeth are. That's If you're eating steak, and I'm like, eat steak, but with your front two teeth. Yeah. You're like, listen, no. it's like a path. That's not how you eat steak. That's going to hurt my teeth. And of course it is. That's not what those teeth are made for. The front ones are for cutting. The back ones are for mashing crap up. Um, so this only fits the front of your teeth. So first off, it hurts your teeth. Second off, it can undo like what braces do and like move your teeth around if you use it too much third off, the little plastic thing that you eat that you eat that you bite on wears out in like literally days to weeks. 44. The yeah. product costs $44. The replacement costs $29. So then if you are actually doing it and want to continue doing it, you can buy the replacements and then get a monthly subscription for like $29 a month to get them to keep sending you the thing so you can jar size.
1: You know, the the inventor had a tragic accident, but uh kind of inspiring that they came up with something cool that helped them get through it. Uh, and also tragedy plus time is comedy. They recovered, you know, like we, they're well within the making fun of the window here. Cause this is wow. Um,
0: what I really, what I really like a couple things here and then I'll get off this is yeah. they come with like a little the necklace thing so you can just wear it. So like when, like the picture is like a person at the beach with this around their neck and that's one thing. It's one thing to have a big ball hanging around your neck that people might go, huh. Wonder why he or she or they have a ball around their neck. But then the very next picture is you putting it in your mouth like you're part of an between, SM dungeon. Yeah. That's looks, the part <laughs> That's the part to me is like, are you are they is this it? This someone between I be like a pacifier
1: this? and a and a ball gag. Like it's 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 impressive. Uh some of the questions are amazing. I'm confused. What does it do? How to use it? Does it vibrate? And uh, well, like, you know what? I I don't want an answer to this I question. Think, I don't
0: think. you're. Either... Sometimes, if you ask a certain question, yeah. it's just not for you. Like that's, that's you're close this is, but not this there. Is,
1: this is amazing, Ben. Thank you for bringing this into my life. Thank you. And this <laughs> has been General Geekery, specifically.
0: <laughs> oh no, no! I'm sorry. And this is like been Ben's review of the day. <laughs> No that's that'd be great. Oh,
1: I could talk about this forever. I really could because this is amazing.
0: I just can't stay on it because I'm just However, seeing the picture of the ball gag.
1: This has been another episode of Ben's Amazon review of the day. Uh, no, thank you so much. Uh honestly, I think we can't t- I think we can't top that this week. I take personal
0: I don't think we can. I take personal offense to the fact that that is health and exercise that somebody's like, listen, you want to get your whole body in shape, chew on this. And that's not being proverbial. It's literally just like literally chew on this and you'll, you'll get all the things that you need. I I can't, the world. I I can't, I just can't do it,
1: (laughs) man. I, these are, these are pictures that are going to be in my mind. I, I will never be able to forget that I saw these pictures. So fair warning to everyone before you click through, I guess. Well, Fair warning should have been earlier, but it, it, this is right. this is pretty amazing. Um but honestly I don't think we can top that segment this week. I, I think I think that's it.
0: <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. We've maxed out. So we've, we've hit the Thank peak. you all
1: for joining us. Uh feedback or spaceship earth guesses, uh to Gen Geek the number one at gmail.com or Gen Geek Pod on pretty much all of the platforms that older people like us are on. If you're 22, you probably know something cool we don't. We're probably not there.
0: uh, So that's it. Uh, The last thing I'm going to say, one tiny little thing. Listen, guys, love each other. When you think of somebody else, think of yourself. Love each other because we love
1: you. And expand your horizons. That's
0: it, man. Exactly. Anyway, so I love that you guys listened. Lou, I love you. So this has been General Geekery specifically. I
1: love you too. I've been Lou.
0: I've been Ben and we will see Bye. you guys next time. This has been a Broken Toys Studio production. Yeah, it's so good.